0: I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach radio show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Ben, the life coach into radio show. Of course, I am Ben Carter, your life transformation coach. You know, I am here to love you, to support you, to assist you and to coach you into the next level, the next phase of your life. That is what I am called to do. It is my commission on life. I have accepted it, edited, and that is absolutely why I am here. This week's show is going to be a good one. All of my shows in some form or fashion are interconnected. This particular show is probably the first cousin to check your defaults. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself fool. Y'all know I love saying that. (laughs) Anyway, this week's show is called What You Use Will Use You. You heard it right. What you use will use you. But, But this is what I want you to do. I do want you to sit back and relax. I want you to strap on. You heard me? Strap on. That's right. Because we are about to penetrate Your systems of survival. You heard me right. Strap on because we are about to penetrate your systems of survival. That means we're going to examine what your life tool belt, a.k.a. your spiritual tool belt looks like. This is one of the teachings that I bring to my workshops. I have a workshop called Embody Victory um, Today, E-V-T, And this is one of the days worth of work where I tell the folks in that workshop to identify what your life tool belt or your spiritual tool belt looks like. In order for you to live a great life, you have to be willing to do some great things. So you have to intentionally set up your life before life sets you up, before life punches you in the face and you're not prepared because you don't know how to fight, before life kicks you in the back and you fall on your face because you've not created any balance. This is what creating a life tool belt or spiritual tool belt is all about. I want to be able to create some things that sustain me when I'm going through some of the hardships in life, and I want to do it in a way that creates a system of integrity and morality and dignity. So many of us, sometimes our morals and values are inherited or given to us by society. We learn what we learn at home, in the schools we go to, and for some of us, even in the streets, we pick up who we are in the streets. At some point, we have to define our own set of morals and values. What systems exist in your life that have either built you up or have destroyed you? What have you done in your life that has elevated you to great and grand new levels of being and existing, or have absolutely struck you down and kept you in the gutter of pity and depression and Always being set back because you were set up by life. You were set up by life because you did not intentionally set your life up. So what am I talking about here? What do you really mean, Ben, right? Let me be super dramatic. Let me use some dramatic examples. If you use drugs for fun and recreation, there is a strong chance that those same drugs will begin to use you. We all know it. We've all seen it. They will pimp you out and switch the trajectory of your entire life and have you on a roller coaster ride to death if you do not use the tool of recovery. That's what this is all about, identifying what you've been using. So, so many of us have definitions of fun that are inflicting pain to us internally that will ultimately create an external hell for us. And the reason why I use drugs and the reason why I use alcohol because a lot of our kids growing up, a lot of our early 20 um, folks are thinking that that is the method to fun. And if if that's going to create a life of uh, constant setback for you, Baby, you need to figure out and redefine some some other method of fun. You might need to take your shoes off and run through the botanical gardens for fun. If you believe that constantly turning up and by way of drinking and drugging and uh, sexing is is fun, it's it's going to do something to you that you may not be able to come back from. If when you're faced with tough situations, tough issues in life, and your go-to, we all know this person, your go-to is the brick wall, you you put up your guard because you believe that it is protecting you, then that same guard, that same brick wall will use you to keep love out, to block you from your purpose, and to ultimately block you from your blessing. Do you get that? Do you really get it? That, that safeguard, that brick wall that you use to guard your heart from the hurt will also be the same brick wall and guard that keeps healing and that keeps love out. You get it? Got it? Good. <laughs> so my intention for this call, my intention for this Show my intention for this message um, is to really raise the vibration in your life. I know sometimes some of you go, why do you always focus on the negative? And I get that. I really do get that. What I try to do is, is Shine the light in the dark places. And in order for me to shine the light in the dark places, I've got to call out what we perceive as negative. I've got to call out some of that catabolic stuff so that we can start balancing it against the anabolic so that we can start professing that we are light and that we do deserve to bask in the glow of that everfacent light, that light that is from the heavens down upon us, right? So my intention for this is to shed light in those areas, on those dark areas, and help us all put together a spiritual tool belt that will always hold us up. Hold us accountable, which is my number one priority and value, and hold us proud. Hold us proud to our loved ones and hold us proud in the eyes of the God of our individual understanding. I dare you to look yourself in the eye right now and ask yourself, What tools am I using to get me through this life? Because what I'm using will ultimately use me. If I'm using love, if I'm using wisdom, if I'm using compassion, those things will use me and they will fortify me. They will feed me. They will groom me and they will grow me. Same thing if I'm using hate, if I'm using self-pity, if I'm using um, maniacal wickedness, those things will absolutely use me. And so I want you to be mindful of of that because your life is precious, period, period, exclamation mark. (laughs) Your life is precious. And how you handle that life and the people you invite into your life They will benefit or suffer from how you live. And the tool belt is a reflection of how you live. And you all know what live is. That's my acronym. That's my company, baby. (laughs) It is leap into victory every day. And if you're using someone else's back as your launching pad to leap, then you have to be willing also to be walked all over on. You have to be willing because what you use will turn around and use you. Understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so you guys have heard it. You've you've heard the sayings, you reap what you sow, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, karma. I've heard all of those all in my life. I grew up on them. My mom used to always say, do unto others, do unto others, and what she was saying to me was: treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people the way you want to be treated. If you treat people like spit, then spit will come back on you. That's the that's what we're saying here. So it is a conversation about karma. It is a a conversation about energe- uh, energetic energetic. Uh, representation and energetic invitation. This is a conversation on that, but it's also being sure you are clear about what you put out. What you intentionally put out, you will intentionally get back. That that's the name of the game here. So doesn't matter where you come from, what walk of life, that is just the truth. It just is. It doesn't matter what your race is, what your nationality, what your creed or your color, it's relevant across the board. It's as relevant as the sun is to the sky. It just is. You can't change a universal law to fit into what you're trying to manipulate. You can't change that. What, What exists just exists. Now, bear with me. I've got some examples that I'm going to go through, (laughs) some examples that I'm going to use so that you get what I'm saying when I say what you use will use you. I am about to be super generic and very stereotypical, but it is for the purpose of proving a point. I am not saying that all people are this way. This is just an example. And I know, I know that there are a few of you out there that will be able to understand where I'm coming from. So don't attack me because I'm not judging anyone. I'm just using example. Don't attack me because I'm not stereotyping for the sake of stereotyping, because this is what I believe about all people. I'm using it as an example. And if you can say to me, I don't know that this is true for anyone, then we can have a conversation about it. But I'm having a conversation around the example that I know to be true based on my experience. So that's my disclaimer, because I don't want you to beat me up On my own experience, (laughs) if I call names, now that's another story. We can go blow for blow, but you can't beat me up on something that has been uh, my experience or or something that I have directly lived with or through. So this experience, get to it, right, Ben? This experience, this example, I'm going to use the men. I'm going to use us. I'm going to talk about us. I'm going to talk about how society has allowed us to be sexually driven and how they have given women the permission to be emotional. And they've told us that men are men. And some folks believe men are dogs and men will cheat and men are just sexual. And I believe that there is an element of that that is absolutely true. But I also believe that we have to be responsible for how we show up in every dimension. And that includes sexuality and how we deliver (laughs) that sex, how we actually bring that to the table. For some of us, that is our identity, how well we show up sexually. That is our identity. And I believe that And this is my belief that is your identity because your true purpose has not been revealed or there is something about yourself that you don't really believe is purposeful. That's my belief. Now, now, you want to talk about it? Call me up. We'll do another show. So, so society does allow us to be very, very sexual, sometimes without consequence. So we make we make the sexual conquest more important than the emotional and the spiritual connection. We're able to make kids with women and walk away. We're able to have multiple sex partners and walk away. We deposit pieces of our souls into people uh, and things because our desire is to ejaculate. Our desire is to excuse my French. Our desire is to ejaculate, and that doesn't allow anything else to resonate with us, especially in cultures where our manhood has been minimized and torn from us. This is the truth. For some of us, our manhood has been beaten out of us, has been ripped away from us. That has been something that has happened to some of our cultures for not decades, but centuries. And so I get that one of the things we had was what we had. We used our endowment to endow us. But in fact, that was not the intention. We had already been endowed from the kingdom by the king with greatness and we are not and we're not living out that greatness and so what I'm doing now is calling us higher I'm calling us into something greater than that because that's not an excuse because when we use excuses the only thing that we do is excuse ourselves from our greater selves do you understand that we create stamina for prolonging our orgasm But when it comes to creating strength around the matters of the heart, we start having emotional heart spasms. So we can we can push the orgasm and extend it as long as we need to. But when it's time to take care of business, take care of home, it becomes a a, a flight situation. We get an emotional spasm. We can't deal. We're stressed out. And we need to be called to the carpet on that book on that. Yeah, I was about to say it on that BS, (laughs) on that behavior. We build up duration uh, for our sexual encounters, but we are weak in areas where we are required to be strong, where we are required to stick around for the long haul, like education. The dropout rate and the teenage pregnancy rates are at an all-time high. So our kids, especially in the inner city, our our young males are dropping out of schools and making babies, and then no education and no resource to take care of those babies, okay? But that's another, another show. We won't stick around to see our kids raised in a stable two-parent home. Again, I'm generalizing, but I know there's about 85% of you all listening to this show who know what I'm talking about. Those habits that we've created and that we've allowed each other, men, to create because we need to be looking each other in the face and saying, hey, if you're with this one person, all right, stick it out. If you're not going to stick it out, don't stick it at all. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got to be accountable for each other. We've created this and it's created a life for us. What what we live and perceive is a result of those behaviors. So if our tool belt only consists of short-term relationships, quick fix, get rich quick schemes, do or die, you know, thug it out, bang it out, gang it out, you know, sex it out. If that's what we're creating in our our life tool belt, then that's the foundation of the life that we live. That's the foundation of the life that we live. And I don't even have to finish that because you all already know what the end result for a lot of us is unless we start switching that tool belt up and using something different to create a different life. Do you understand what I'm saying here? So again, I'm generalizing and I'm stereotyping, yeah, but if you don't know anybody like that and those people don't exist, all right? Then let's have a, have a conversation around that. But what I'm doing is using those examples to call you higher into your kingdomhood. I'm calling you higher into your kingdomhood so that you can begin to do the work for the kingdom. And it starts in your neighborhoods. It starts with you finishing high school, getting post secondary education, creating values around excellence, integrity, respect for women, respect for your fellow man. They are not thoughts. They are not, they are not any of those terms that we call each other. And then we have to diligently start seeking experience that lift us up in love and that, that allow us to live deeper, meaningful, impactful lives that change our communities, that ultimately change the nation. If you want other folks to look at you like something, then you actually have to do something. You can't have a, 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 Some of us don't even have tool belts. That's why we sagging, because we don't even have tool belts. We don't even have them. But if we create a tool belt of dignity and integrity, then if we use those tools, then of course, that's what's going to come back to us. Of course it is. All right. All right. That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know what I'm talking about (laughs) I know what I'm talking about you you either like it or you don't you either will or you won't you'll either complain or you'll sustain some systematic structure that will allow you to elevate and graduate I don't have time to talk about it I'm just trying to walk about it I'm trying to live it right so if if you don't like what I'm saying because it's not true, then call me to the car- carpet. But this is, this is my, this is my goal to see us live a prosperous purposed life. All right. That that's that example. So those of us who can see ourselves in that, will see ourselves in that and decide to paint a different picture. Those of us who can't, that's fine got something else for you. I've got another example. And this time we'll look at it from society. We'll look at it from the big world perspective. I sometimes think that we use words, adjectives, to describe feelings and emotions. And those those words and those adjectives are sometimes used inappropriately. They're misappropriated emotions, if you will. So we often use things like anger, hate, and judgment incorrectly, and they become toxic. They ultimately begin to explode and rip apart neighborhoods and riot, uh, terrorizing nations and, and really ultimately taking lives. It ends in death. It ends in murder. The same thing with fear. For a lot of us, we allow fear to replace our faith. When fear is actually an indicator that we should apply our faith. Fear is an indication that there is something off balance and out of alignment in our lives. And in order for us to regroup and resynchronize, we must apply some level of faith to combat those fearful moments. Fear is actually supposed to teach us when to run away or when to stay and fight with faith. As a planet, as nations, as a universe, We hate each other for things like race. We hate each other for sexual orientation. We hate each other for our social class. We hate each other for a number of things. And that hate has, in turn, used us. The hate has used us. It has used us to segregate, humiliate, and kill one another. Can you see that? Can you see how we've taken hate and used it And now how it's ultimately using us in such a way where we are out of control. You can turn on any news channel and we are out of control with hate because we have become instruments of that hate. We were supposed to hate anything that hurt our brother and sister, all of us. Anything that hurt another human being, that's where we applied our hate. But we use the hate on one another. And, and hate has become wildly successful with creating wars and weapons of mass destruction. If we sit down and think about it, who does and, and what purpose really do nuclear weapons serve? Nuclear weapons don't really serve anyone. At some point, we all suffer from the after effects anyway. So those tools that we use, we have become puppets for them, and we are now being used by those things. Can you see that on a global level, even on a spiritual religious level if you will, how the religion was supposed to be some form of discipline, some some form of order to help us really keep our our spiritual man disciplined and aligned. But we've taken the religion and we use it against each other. We actually use religion as a weapon of hate. And it has become something that folks don't want to be associated with. Religion is like another four-letter 4, four letter word because when you hear religion, you hear judgment. You almost hear hate. And that's what we've allowed these things to do and use us by doing such a thing. Is that making sense to you now? is it really starting to make sense? So think about this. We all say, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> right? When all we do is judge one another, that's all we do. And I, I have to catch myself every day. We all raise your hand, raise your hand. We turn on Facebook, we turn on Instaphoto, we turn on tweet, 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 and we see what are you, what are those things called? The memes or the mimes um, or videos pop up. And we'll laugh at anything. Nothing or no one is off limits. We laugh at people's children. We we make racial statements about people's children. We laugh at the mentally ill. We laugh at people who are disfigured. We laugh at everything. We laugh and judge and call them this and call them that. And we all do it. And it's gotten to a point where it's become the norm. So don't judge me, don't judge me has used us to become a judgmental group of beings. Because that's all we do. And we do it so much that it's become normal. And now it's so normal, we don't even know how to apply good judgment, right? Good judgment says maybe this isn't a video I should share. Maybe this is really cruel. Maybe the kid, the woman, the man, the persons in this video really exist and have a life and millions of people mocking, pointing, and laughing could cause them to do something that they wouldn't normally think to do. We don't use good judgment. The constant judgment ends up using us to bully, belittle and break each other down and like I said I got my hand raised because I'm guilty I'm guilty shame on me who am I with my fat belly and my my messed up feet right If someone took a picture of my feet and put them on that Facebook, baby, 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 you would find me in the corner crying, (laughs) right? If someone took a picture of me and showed my man boobs, I would be like, okay, that's not funny. That's not funny. Give me a training (laughs) bra. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that we are all doing things that are leading us in a direction that we're being used by things that... I don't think we really want to be used by because our tool belts, our tool belts are are laced with things that just don't serve us in a healthy way. They just don't. So I believe that when we when we get angry and everyone gets angry, everybody gets mad, everybody gets pissed the hell off. (laughs) I know I do. Our anger should rise up. Our anger should rise up for each other. Our anger should rise up for each other when we see the injustice of life. But it's the misdirected anger that actually causes us to be instruments of injustice, to be instruments of the folks that are supposed to protect and serve. Switching and becoming instruments of injustice. When we go into court of law and we feel that we should be represented in a way that allow us to get justice, and it becomes an instrument of injustice, we have got to use another tool to create balance and harmony. But I think the first thing that we need to do, because that's what I would like, and I know that's what some of you would like, but the first thing we need to do is figure out If we even want harmony, if we even want to be synchronized one with the other, do we even want that for each other? We've lived out of alignment for so long that we aren't sure what's right anymore. We're we're not sure what's offensive. We're not sure what's inappropriate. We don't know what's effective. We don't even know, dare I say it, what love is. We don't even know what love is. Because we think in order to give love and be loved, that we have to do something, be something, say something right, when the, the requirement at birth is just love. And some of us are so uncomfortable with just loving that our tool belt consists of discomfort when it comes to giving love freely. So you are used by your discomfort, and your discomfort is what allows you to create blocks around affection, to create blocks around compassion, and then you don't know how to reach out to your fellow man. You, depending on who you are, don't even know how to reach out to some of your family members because you are uncomfortable with love, because you've created a tool belt that says that... In order for me to give this love, something has to happen. Nothing has to happen. Nothing. Your eyes open and you breathe and then you love. That is the requirement. That is the requirement. So you all know. You all know. I hope that you're getting what I'm saying. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? (laughs) I'm laying down some heavy stuff, man. (laughs) I hope you're picking it up. The homework for this week, the homework for this week is this. You've got to create a tool belt for yourself. (laughs) You really do. Go to my Facebook page. Go to my Facebook page and create a a tool belt. On my Facebook page, I will have, after the show, a picture of an empty tool belt. A picture of an empty tool. Tool belt. And when you go to my Facebook page, I want you to download that. I want you to copy it, whatever you need to do, because what you're going to do is sit down and look at what you've been using in your life to get you by. That tool belt you create will be something that you use from here on out to help you identify how you're showing up in the world, what you're using on a day-to-day basis to maneuver and get you through this life. So I want you to go to my Facebook page. It's um, facebook.com forward slash the Ben Carter coaching experience. It's it's the bomb.com if you didn't know. (laughs) I can be so corny. That was so cheesy. (laughs) But go to my Facebook page. And the first thing that I want you to look at when you download this tool belt and start putting together just words, figuring out what you use. Is it hate? Envy? Is it, is it sneakiness? Is it selfishness? What are you using? Is it love? Is it compassion? Is it one of mine is humor? Compassion and humor are actually some of uh, my, my um, tools on my tool belt. So this is what I want you to do. One of the things that I want you to look at are your relationships. See how you approach those relationships. Are you holding on to your love and wondering why love has not, has not found you? Is that what you're doing? If you're holding on to your love and you're not giving love and you're trying to figure out where where your love is, you know, where's the person that's going to love on you? Well, guess what? You're not loving on anybody. So what you use is using you, right? Now. That's what I want you to figure out. And that's what I want you to start putting on your tool belt. What is it that you're doing that is creating the life that you currently have? And if you love your life, what did you do? What tools did you use? There are areas about your life that you're not a big fan of. What tools are you using to navigate you through that life? If you hate your job, then guess what? When you think about a job, hate is all you're going to feel. Complaining is all you're going to do. That's what I want you to do. This is how I want you to approach it. First thing, I want you to look at your relationships. The second thing I want you to do is look at society as a whole and be accountable for how you show up in the world. Because we're all now in the world every single day. If you're on social media, if you're on email, any of those things you are in the world actively putting in and pouring into either negativity or positivity. And you've got to figure out how you show up on a day-to-day basis. Do you do you make, make sneaky racist statements? Do you do that? I'm not racist. I love everyone. But a racist statement is still a racist statement. See, I'm not trying to tell you how to live. I'm not because I'm I'm just trying to be as honest about this as I possibly can. I'm just trying to call into the light how you've set up your life. You can do better. You can do better. You can always do better. If you improve your thought process, if you change your thought process, if you elevate your thought process, you elevate your life. So many of us think that who we are right now is all we have to be. But the thing is, if you want a bigger, greater, fresher, deafer life, <laughs> you've got to be willing to grow and be bigger and be fresher and be deafer and be greater, right? All of my 80s references. If you want joy to rest in your life, you've got to figure out how to be an expression of joy. If you want peace to be your best friend, you've got to figure out how to apply peace to all of your relationships and every human being you encounter. If you want wealth to overtake your body, to overtake your household, you have to figure out how to give without feeling like you don't have. See, you've got to use what you are willing to be used by. I want to be used by love, so I give love. Every time I encounter you, I say, I love you because I mean it from the bottom of my heart, from the depth of my being, from the center of my soul. I love you. I use compassion because I want compassion to use me. I use victory as a catalyst for everything because I want victory to use me. I use God because I want God to use me. I want to be used by the creator. That is my ultimate request, to be used. I use the anointing. I use my purpose because I want my purpose in the anointing to use me. I want to be used by something great. So I use greatness. I want to be seen as a man of integrity. So I use integrity and dignity. Do you understand where I'm coming from? And when I'm using something that does not serve me, I am aware that that wickedness and that judgmentalness and those words of hate will use me if I use them. I am aware of that. Who I partner with will partner with me. And you've got to ask yourself, Who am I partnering with? I want you to partner with your purpose and let go of your problems. I want you to partner with your passion and let go of your stress. I want you to partner with integrity, dignity, so that you Let go of those things that have kept you out of alignment, that have sucked up your value system, that have stolen your morals, because you are greatness. And when you settle for just good, sometimes just good is not good enough. So you guys know how much I love you, and I want you to put on a tool belt that represents who you are as a person. I want you to put on a tool belt that represents who you are as a spirit. I want to hear from you. Go to my Facebook page, download your copy of the tool belt, put one together for yourself, strap it on and penetrate every system of your life. I love you so very much until the next show. This has been your life transformation coach for us all, come out of the shadows into the light, free to imagine the future you like, soaring above all your boundaries, yes the day will come, just remember when you're overwhelmed, dream and take some time to love yourself, believe support to the beautiful people who have been ignored with blind eyes and cold shoulders attacking them